0: miss me I'm back all right this next uh, story well I'll say story this next topic I'm fixing to talk about uh, you might better sit down push up park your car uh, whatever you're doing need to stop doing it. So this is some serious business here and I don't want to hear people say well you knew about this and didn't tell us so I'm fixing to lay it down Oh, Dave Robinson and Irving Baxter are two guys that uh Run the end of the age podcast that I listen to, and uh, they lay it down with uh, what they pull out of the Scripture and relate it to, well, the Bible and relate it to world events now. That the times we're living in. What I got here is some information that uh, I got his permission that I could share on this podcast. Events of the Final Seven Years, a timeline by Dave Robinson. Um, This is the seven-year timeline. It says, the Bible foretells a final seven-year period that would immediately precede the Battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus to the earth also describe the specific event that will mark the beginning of this final seven years. That's the reason we call this prophesied event, prophecy with a date on it. All we have to do is watch the initial event that marks the beginning of the timeline to, to then and know that only seven years remains until the culmination. So, you know, I know you're thinking now, oh, he's talking doom and gloom, the end of the world's coming. We've been waiting centuries and years for this to happen, and it's never happened. Well, oh, you better listen up. If you got to hear, you better hear. It's of the utmost importance that each of us understands this final seven year timeline of events for our generation. undoubtedly live during the fulfillment of these prophecies in order to stand in order to understand what lies ahead we must remove those imaginary blindfolds by learning what the Bible prophesies about the event that will take place along the final seven-year timeline okay the Middle East peace treaty marks the beginning Some of you might have been following the news. That's what Donald Trump's trying to push between the Palestinians and the Israelis over there. Uh, you got the Euphrates River, which is probably going to mark the entry point for all these uh, military forces uh, rising up against Israel. It's drying up. The water level's real low. But uh, back to the Middle East peace treaty marked to begin. Since Daniel 9.27 prophesies that the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many for a final seven year period. This accord will be a confirmation of God's covenant with Abraham that Israel would always have a homeland in the promised land. Genesis 15.18 The fulfillment of this prophecy will be the signing of a peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinians. Prophesied agreement must do three things. Establish a Palestinian site in Judea, the West Bank. Allow the Jewish settlers presently living in Judea to remain in their homes, living in a Jewish minority in the new Palestinian state. Three, place the Temple Mount under an internationally supervised sharing agreement, allowing both Jews and Muslims to worship there. You see the prophesied peace agreement know assuredly the final seven years to the battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus Christ have begun. The Six Trumpet War At this juncture, it must be noted that a war is coming that will emanate from the Middle East region and result in the killing of one third of the world's population. know that sounds wild and weird. and It's uh, wild and weird uh, in my mind, but uh, on to the rest of the story. Uh, This war is called the Sixth Trumpet War because it will occur at the sounding of the Sixth Trumpet that's described in Revelation 9, 13, and 18. I know a lot of you are thinking, well, why haven't we learned this from our preacher or pastor at our church? people don't want to hear the truth. And I'm telling you the truth. This war will take place just before or shortly after the peace agreement is signed. The Bible does tell us that it must take place at the late, latest before the final three and one half years begins. It could conceivably happen at any time now. In the aftermath of the Sixth Trumpet War, in which billion human beings will have died. Woo! Good! Great! The cry for a global organization that can prevent war will be deafening. The international community will adopt a world governing entity to eliminate the possibility of a global war ever taking place again. The nations of the world will surrender their sovereignty of the new world government so that it can eliminate war completely. This world government will be the culmination of years of planning that have already been in progress for several years. It had been generally believed that there were two major causes for war on Earth. Conflict between nations and conflict between religions. The solution was simple in the minds of the global leaders. To away do away with the nation states and force everyone on earth to pledge allegiance to one single ultimate political authority, a world government. Abolish the doctrinal differences between all religions organizations. And Korean church leaders to signed declarations of unity with a single, all-inclusive religious authority, a world religion. The Bible predicts that two entities will be governed by a duo of the most deceitful demonic humans that have ever lived. To begin with, a leader will rise from Europe, Daniel 7-8, that will have aided in the negotiations for the prophesied peace agreement. He will be a great orator and administration and administrator, excuse me. But with an ulterior motive in mind, a wolf in sheep's clothing, it will if if you will, he will eventually seize the reins of influence and the most powerful politician in Europe from this power base he will maneuver himself into control of the emerging world government Uh, I know y'all thinking oh shoot Randy done flipped his wig but man they pulling this right out of right out of the word y'all Number one, I mean, the only book in the world is to outsell any other book. These guys put their minds together and, uh, you know, st- study the Word, and here we have it. At the beginning of his ministration, this ascending world leader will be viewed by many as the next great peacemaker. But to those who know their Bibles, he will shortly be... Recognized as the Antichrist. Simultaneous with the emergence of the prophesied world government, will be the birth of a global religious system. Interfaithism, as it's already is being called, it will be a union of Catholicism, Protestantism, Under the leadership of the Pope. This religious union will be founded on the belief that Jews, Muslims, and Christians all worship the same God while calling him by different names. Interfaithism will attempt to embrace all the religions of the world. Scripture is clear that this religious union will be led by the Pope. Whoever is Pope at the time of the Antichrist will feel the prophecy prophesied role of the false prophet. Even Roman Catholics believe there is an evil Pope coming. By the midway point of the final seven years, the world government, led by the Antichrist and the world religion, Revelation 13, 11, 14, chapters 17 through 18, headed by the false prophet, will have control over the majority of the world's population first three and one half years when the final seven years begins Revelation 11 1 and 2 states at the temple mount jerusalem will be placed under a sharing agreement between the jews and the muslims the jewish people will be allowed to build their third temple second thessalonians 2 4 and Revelation 11 1 2 on the temple mount when the temple is completed animal sacrifices will be resumed just like back in the day y'all had to sacrifice animals for your sins until the good lord come along and hung, hung on the cross daniel 9:27. just as was done in the old testament times the offering of animal sacrifices in the temple will quickly escalate into a world crisis the animal rights activists will demand that the antichrist stop this slaughter of animals this dispute over the animal sacrifices will quickly lead to an event the Bible calls the abomination of desolation. The abomination abomination of desolation at the midway point. Once we reach the middle of this final seven year period, prophetic fulfillments will rapidly increase with many events happening almost simultaneously. As I'm thinking about this story I'm telling y'all about and how Trump's done move the uh, U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, it's <coughs> wild, absolutely wild. The first of these events will be the stopping of the sacrifices at the abomination of desolation, Daniel 1131, foretells this event. An arm shall stand on his part and they the antichrist and his partners shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice they shall place the abomination that makes desolate it appears that stopping the sacrifice and the abomination and desolation will occur at the same time apparently the antichrist will explain that Sacrifices are no longer needed because he is the Messiah and God. Second Thessalonians 2, 4 states that he will sit in the temple of God claiming to be God in this passage. The Apostle Paul described this event as the revealing of the man of sin, the Antichrist. It should also be mentioned that whoever is pope. At the time of the abomination of desolation, he will assume his role as a false prophet. He will be the leader of the world religion system and will perform miracles before the people of the world. Revelations 13, 13, 14 Through these miracles, he will influence the world to pledge its allegiance to the Antichrist. Great tribulation begins. Simultaneous with the abomination of desolation, these will be that there will be a war in heaven. Daniel 12:1 and Revelation 12:7 and 11. Michael and his angels defeat Satan and his angels, confirming them. Confining them, excuse me, confining them to the earth. Revelation 12:12 12, 12 says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. The devils come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he hath but a short time this is the beginning of the three and one-half years of the tribulation, when Satan will persecute Israel and the church, and the true church of Jesus Christ. This is the same tribulation period that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24:15 through 21. Once the abomination desolation occurs, Jesus warned the Jews living in Judea and the West Bank to flee into the mountains. Then shall the great tribulation, such as was not seen, since as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no nor ever shall be. In the midst of all the chaos, God will send his two witnesses, Revelation 11:13, to begin their ministries, which will last the next 1,260 days, three and one half years. The last three and one half years, during the last half of the final seven years, many events will occur, setting the stage for the battle of Armageddon, the second coming of Jesus Christ. It is at this time that the Antichrist and the False Prophet will fully implement the economic system known as the Mark of the Beast, Revelation 13, 16, and 18. Economic control will be used to force citizens of the world to comply with the dictates of the one world government and the one world religion. The plan will be to give everyone on earth his own unique identification number that will be necessary to function in society. If any individual does not submit, obey the Pledge of Allegiance to the Antichrist and his supreme authority, that person's number will be invalidated. He will not be permitted to hold a job or participate in any global economy. All the while, God's two witnesses, Revelation Revelation 11, 3, and 12, will be prophesying, performing miracles. committing the earth with plagues. However, at the end of their ministries, Antichrist and his world-governing system will kill, take out these two witnesses, and their bodies will lie in the streets of Jerusalem for three and one-half and days, while the international media broadcast the entire incident to the world. After the three and a half days are finished. The Lord will raise them from the dead and call them up to heaven. While the whole world watches in amazement. So put that on Fox News and CNN. Boom! End of the final seven years. At the end of the seven year period, two of the most recognizable prophecies of the Bible will take place. The Battle of Armageddon, and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Quite similar to Charles Dickens' statement in his book, a tale of two cities this will be the best of times for some and the worst of times for others surrounding these two prophecies will be quite a number of significant events all leading to the culmination of this age and the beginning of the 1000 year reign of Jesus Christ on earth very end of the Great Tribulation, the seven vile plagues, the wrath of God will be poured, will be poured out. Revelation 16:1 through 21. This is all information, y'all. I, I got from uh, Dave Robinson and Irvin Baxter through their "End of the Age" podcast. I'm sitting here telling myself, reading all this. If I don't let my listeners know, me knowing this got to tell them. So you tell everybody you know. The first vial is poured out on those who have received the mark of the beast during the tribulation period. The sixth vial is poured out the great river Euphrates. There's that river again I was telling y'all about. It's drying up. It says it will be dried up in preparing for the kings of the east to make their way down toward Israel for the battle of Armageddon. I think I've read somewhere in the word that uh, the good Lord puts a hook in them and pulls them in there. Uh, Once the sixth vial is poured out, Revelation 16, 15, gives a last minute warning to the inhabitants of the earth. Behold, I've come as a thief, blessed is he Watches and keepeth his garments, At least he walk naked, and they see his shame. Then, in this verse 16, the prophecy, the prophecy I, I'm, am with The prophecy says, and he gathered them together in a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Armageddon, the International Armies of the UN will invade Israel from the north. The battles will be joined in the plain of Megiddo in northern Israel. Israel will fight valiantly against the world government armies. However, the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, which is an awesome military, you ought to look at the history books on the seven day war they had back in the day. Uh, will fall back slowly but sincerely but surely before the superior firepower of the world government. The conflict will proceed with Israel retreating toward its capital Jerusalem. After days of exhausting battle, Israel will make her way, make her last stand within the walls of Jerusalem in spite of her heroic efforts by the Israeli soldiers the Jewish people will find themselves facing defeat by the enemies of the Antichrist. It is at this time that the, the seventh and last trumpet will sound. Jesus Christ will return to gather the elect from the earth, Matthew 24, 29, 51, and have the marriage of the Supper of the Lamb and go with the saints to fight on, on behalf Israel to the Battle of Armageddon, Revelation 19. During the Battle of Armageddon, the seventh fire will be poured upon the earth. This will result in great hailstones being rained upon the armies. I guess, kind of like what happened during Sodom and Gomorrah's time, I guess it's going to come down like that. of stones being rained upon these armies that have come down to fight against Israel and Armageddon. Zechariah 14.4 tells us that Jesus will place his feet on the Mount of Olives just outside Jerusalem when he comes to the earth. When this happens there will be a huge earthquake that splits the Mount of Olives in two killing 7,000 people in the city of Jerusalem. Man. Just by touching down. rush out to meet him. When they bow before their Messiah, they will notice the nail scars in his hands and feet. And they will realize that he is Jesus and will receive him as their Lord and Savior. God, Zechariah 12, 10, and 13, 16. Scripture tells us that all of Israel will be saved at this time. Romans 11, 25, 26. Judgments at the second coming of Jesus Christ will appear as his loving, merciful Savior to those who have obeyed his word and allowed him to be the Lord of their lives. But to those who did not obey his word and receive him as Lord, he will return in a vengeful flaming fire execute judgment. True religion is God's method of saving the world. False religion is the most effective way of leading people away from the truth. That's why God devotes two entire chapters of the book of Revelation, detailing the horrible judgments that God will pour out upon the false prophet and his false religious system. same global earthquake that killed 7,000 Jerusalem will completely destroy the city of the seven hills. Roman, Rome, Revelation 16, 19, 17 and 9, describing the destruction of Rome. In Revelation 18, 8, the scripture states, therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine shall be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judges her it is also at the battle of Armageddon when God will tear will tear down the world governing system of the Antichrist this is the same socialistic godless entity that will have implemented the mark of the beast and caused so many to turn from God towards a humanistic solution to solve the problems of the world. It will be the end of human government on earth and the ushering in of the kingdom of God, Daniel 7-9. Because of their iniquities and deceitfulness, the leaders of the world government, the Antichrist, and the head of the global religious system, the false prophets, both be cast into the lake of fire Revelation 1920 records the event and the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that brought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and then that worshipped his image these cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. Finally Satan is bound for the next 1,000 years, Revelation 22. And he laid hold of the dragon and the old serpent which is the devil and Satan and bound him 1,000 years. The kingdom of God at the battle of Armageddon the Lord will eliminate all human governments Here on earth he will set up the government and kingdom of God, which will reign supreme on earth in the next 1,000 years, Revelation 11-15 states. And the seventh angel sounded, and these were great voices, and there were great voices in heaven, saying the kingdom of this world are become the kingdom of our Lord. Is Christ and he will and he shall reign forever and ever. Furthermore, Daniel 2 44 states, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces. And consume all of these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. It will be a perfect peace as on earth for the next 1,000 years. The saints will rule and reign with the Lord in this kingdom and it will be governed according to the biblical prophecy. How can you prepare understanding the prophecy events that will occur over the next seven years is only part of the equation. First Chronicle 12.32 tells us that and of the children of Issachar which were men that had understanding of the times to know that Israel ought to do It is good to recognize events we will face in the future, but what action should we take as a result of this knowledge? Most people focus on the physical aspects of 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 preparing for things. Commonly asked questions are, what can I invest in to guarantee my security? How much food should I store up? Should I move on and move to a remote area and live off the grid, live off the land? The problem is no one knows the complete answers to these questions. We have no idea what the economy will look like after the Six Trumpet War. It is impossible to judge the availability of food or the access of shelter, electricity, water, etc. Sure, once we get further into these events, perhaps information like this will be available, but not now. However, whether it is today or over the next few years, spiritual preparedness is the most common, is the most important, absolute necessity. Matthew 6 31 33 clearly tells us how to prepare. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, and what shall we drink, and what shall we be clothed with? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The best thing an individual can do to equip themselves for future events in the second coming of Jesus Christ is to be born again Jesus said to Nicodemus in John 3 that he, he couldn't see or enter the kingdom of God unless he was born again of the water and of the spirit. To get you a free copy of the brochure, what, what do you mean born again? Call 1-800-IN-TIME. Man, look, I work in the restaurant business and I have a listener contact me and want me to do a podcast on issues related to customers in the restaurant. You say, well, what do you mean, Randy? What I'm talking about is you going on your lunch. However long you got, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, I don't know. But when you come to where I work, you need to get your food and basically go on and get. Get out. Get your food and get out. You say, well, why are you so harsh on that? Well, everybody and, your, everybody and their brothers coming up in on us through the floor, through the ceiling, and out of nowhere... To, uh, to come and eat. And our every table's taken up, so we got to push people from the table and uh, so other people can sit down. So when you eat, would you please leave the restaurant? Don't get up and stand there around the tables. There's people trying to clear those tables out. Take the conversation outside. Don't talk at the restaurant. If you're sitting down eating... That's fine. Eat and talk. But when you get done, get up and get out. We don't have time. There's people on the floor trying to get plates off the tables and everything like that. Man, come on. Ain't nobody got time for that. And if you're 400 pounds, you don't need a pork chop. You need a salad. You need a salad with grilled chicken and maybe some zucchini cake. That's right. That's right. Look, there's an age limit for drinking. There needs to be a weight limit for eating. Once you exceed a certain weight, you can't have no more fried food. You need to eat a salad or a zucchini cake. That's all I got to say. Talk with y'all later. This is for Patrick, one of my listeners, that uh, wanted me to uh, bring this up in a podcast. And to protect his innocence, I mean, protect him and his family, I will not mention his last name. And I will not mention the restaurant I work at because I don't need a crowd of people bum-rushing the place just to see see me and where I work. Them that know about me know where I work, but I'm not going to tell tell it on this podcast because out of respect to the, the guy that hired me, uh, I don't need... You know, my fans interrupting his customer base and they're trying to eat and do what he does. So there'll be time for photos and autograph sessions in the near future if you want to meet me or what have you. But, but right now, don't matter what restaurant you go to. Get your stuff, eat your food, and get out. Go on and get. Just go on. Get out of there. People are trying to eat. People are trying to... People working at restaurant trying to clean up the place, they trying to work so other people can come in and eat. That's all I got to say on this. Talk at you later. Another one of my listeners has contacted me and wanted me to talk on this subject uh, about the uh, I guess senator out in Washington State uh, saying that nurses play cards. Um, I got news for nurses do a lot more than just play cards. Uh, and uh, something to the fact she wanted to I guess interfere with their break times. Well, my answer to that is Uh, Maybe she can take over while the nurses go to break just to see what all is involved what they do. Uh, If anything, they they deserve to play whatever they want to play. Uh, But I know a lot of nurses from the East Coast to the West Coast are irate about the comment that was made. (laughs) About uh, nurses playing cards, but uh, me personally feel like the patient ratio is too high uh, for a nurse. Some nurses have uh, been on strike, you know, wanting a better ratio because you figure they might be neglecting the next patient for us. You know how much time they can spend with them, but uh, that's all I got to say on that. Uh, I, if anything, I think nurses' uh, break times may maybe need to get extended, even though they get interrupted a lot more than the average worker. Uh, but man, I, my shout out to all nurses, man, from the from the bottom to the top, the ER, NICU, uh, the different departments they work in because they're of really the front line uh, when the manure hits the fan. But uh, Twitter's loaded full of all kind of drama. Concerning Senator Walsh's comment, I'll let you go there and look at all that. But uh over over now, talk at you later. in my tractor. Man, it's moving faster. i got crops out in the headlights. Man, it's going to be a good night. Oh, that's enough of that. Keep singing, keep singing. No, I'm not a singer. I'm a podcaster. But anyway, the uh, topic of discussion today is going to be Little Nas X, a musician that had the, the, the song uh, Horses in the Back who uh, Billy Ray Cyrus helped him with, helped him with it. Uh, I was on the charts for a little while and got pulled. Uh, I don't see how since then his country music sings, songs are sung about anything and everything, which is no different than his. uh, uh, Some of the lyrics in it I don't agree with, but like the uh, Lean All In My Bladder, uh, which is a mixed drink of codeine, a lot of musicians have died from it. But uh I guess he's supporting that in the song, and also infidelity is also in the song. Which you know, the lean and the infidelity—that's always a uh, bad uh, scenario either way you go. Elaine's killed a lot of musicians. But anyways, on on to talking about him. uh, he had fallen out, I guess, with his parents about education. They wanted him to stay in school, but he chose not to. He wanted to pursue his music career. But um, he left there and stayed with his sisters. Uh, one of, I guess uh, his sister, I don't know how many sisters he's got. I don't know if he's still with her or not, but uh, uh, it is what it is, man. I'd like to see him wrapped around, uh, Jay Moss, who's a musician Tribute, and Ty Tribbett, and Myron, and Levi Butler, who sings that song, Stronger. I like that. I think he can get around some positive uh, musicians. He, he might can turn this thing around. He still might have hope. Uh, somebody told me Sixton thinks he can work on a rock, some sort of rock song, but, uh, maybe that'll work out for him, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm, I guess I'm doing a podcast for his parents. You know, they're looking out for him, wanting him to have an education to fall back on. But uh, I think Nick Saban said it best, uh, you know, telling the football athletes he coaches to, that they need to uh, pursue that degree, then worry about the NFL. Cause your draft stock might, might not last long in the NFL before a team cuts you. And they ain't gonna care if you got a degree or not when they cut you. But as long as you got the degree to fall back on, that's a, it's a different ball game. But. all right, that's all I got to say on that. Hope y'all doing all right. Everything's going well. I'll catch you later. so tired of people not paying attention to what's going on around them. I can pull into Walmart, get out of my truck, look around and see what's going on. I see people looking at the ground walking into Walmart. It's called situational awareness. Those of you in the military know what I'm talking about. You got to pay attention to what's going on around you. Don't fall victim. I mean, I see people like that I just want to come across the middle of the parking lot, like uh, Major Wright did Manny Johnson in the 2009 National Championship, up in it, to, just to get them to wake up and pay attention to what's going on around
1: them. I mean, come on, ain't nobody got time for that. I mean, go and fight away. You know,
0: I am in Alabama, so I guess I could say uh, Roll Tide. Oh, uh, but, I'm uh, sorry that Clemson, uh, skint y'all up, but that's okay. You got Saban at the helm. The Sabinator will bring them back to prominence. You know, get rid of who he needs to get rid of and get some people in there to know what they're doing. Overnight. Talk to you later. And also, let me add this don't leave stuff on the seat of your car out in the open and expect it to be there when you come back to your car it's called out of sight out of mind don't start none there won't be none don't leave none out till they can see it there won't be none to, to start so put it, put it out of sight put it in trunk bring it with you put your put just put it somewhere. Wonder why your car got broke into, because you left it out there for them to get into. Oh we're not. Talk at you later. Look, I don't wanna hear it. Your thighs have become your new waistline. This is for all men and women out there. You got to lay down to put your britches on. Because you can't put them on standing up. Now, back off the Twinkies and the fried chicken. And eat some zucchini cake, some grilled chicken, and some salad. Over and out. Talk at you later. Man, look, who in their right mind would put $30,000 in a cardboard box and then set it on the back of the truck and drive off? Woo! That's right. Many passerbyers have returned thousands so far. This happened in uh, Michigan, you all. Cardboard box fell from the back of a man's truck onto US 31 in Grand Haven on Thursday, the city's Department of Public Safety said. Man, look, if I got $30,000, it's going to be in a suitcase. It's going to be in in something a lot sturdier than a cardboard box. And I'm either going to put it in the trunk, close the lid, or I'm going to have it uh, sitting up front, front seat with me. It ain't going to be blowing in the wind. Come on, man. That's like, I don't know, I just don't know. Peeing in the wind, blowing in the wind. Come on man, what's wrong with these folks? Ain't nobody got time for this. Police commend honesty of those returning the money. Had they even questioned the man why he had $30,000 in the cardboard box? Just like a drug dealer that did you know might be high as a kite
1: and...
0: I don't know man I just don't know one woman returned $3,880 and two 17 year olds had handed in $630 but you know what They said, thank you, and way to go. We commend you for your honesty. The owner of the money will be grateful. You know what? There's still 23,000 still blowing in the wind somewhere. But I'm like, man, look. If I see you drop it, I'm gonna give it back. Well, if I don't see who dropped it and you looking around and you can't find nobody, I know what 99, 100% of people gonna do. They gonna pocket it and keep on going. How many of us have found money on the ground and ain't nobody around? I'm sure you ran that down to the police station. Crazy. Absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. All right, you heard it here on this side of the dirt, man. Man, look. Nike post shows a woman with underarm hair. The internet is still reeling. Body hair advocates and others step up to support models. You say, well, Randy, what are you talking about? A Nigerian American singer Anastasia slung her arm over her head and said snap the picture probably I mean I seen the picture it ain't like she's got an afro under her arm or there's so much hair there That is squeezing out under her armpit when she puts her arm down. It's a thin line of hair. I don't see why women feel like they have to shave their armpits. I don't shave mine. Why should a woman have to shave hers? Got hair everywhere else. Why can't a woman have hair everywhere else? I mean, back in the caveman and cavewoman days, they let it go. They didn't know what a razor was, but anyway, back to this, Anastasia is modeling a black Nike sports bra, and she looks confident, strong, and assertive, Nike posted the photo On it's at night women account last week and yeah but the words like confident aren't exactly the kind of comments you'll find if you scroll through the Instagram posts she's got a lot of positive and a lot of negative on there but I'm like man These people aren't the one doing the photo shoot. She is. So you go, girl. You let that hair show everywhere. Just let it go. Like the song, let it go. Let the hair go. It's not going to bother me none. You don't. Hair on the mom pit. Hair everywhere. You know. I don't see what everybody's all upset about. Nobody got time for this. I mean, they act like she's the only woman with hair on her armpit. About 1% of the population lets it go. I say let it go. And she ain't, she not the first woman to do it. Paris Jackson and bachelor star Becca Martinez are among those in the public eye who have been open about showing off their own body hair. Sure, they're not exactly any listers, but they cultivated a following and they're expanding the conversation. Heck, you don't ever know, man. I might get a wild hair, take my shirt off, throw my arm up over my head, show my armpit hair, Take a picture and put it on Facebook, man. She. In support for her. Wow. Absolutely wild. You heard it here on this side of the dirt. Talk at you later.